Did the Dallas Mavericks truly learn what it takes to be a champion last season? And did Luka's expectations for this season change in that playoff run? We'll talk about all that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Lentich, and this is Lockdown Mavericks I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Let us know. What do you think about the Dallas Mavericks expectations this season? What expectations do you have? What would make a successful season for the Dallas Mavericks? It's a question that we asked everybody at Media Day, and they all kind of gave us different answers. And so I decided today to look into this and to talk about all the different answers the Dallas Mavericks gave. Isaac Harris is out today. Uh, Several several of his kids and uh, family members are sick, and it finally came to him. And so he's out sick and uh, should be back better by Sunday night to do our Monday episode. But today we're going to talk about uh, what Luka Doncic told us was his expectation or or, or what would make a successful season. It was an answer that actually kind of surprised me. Not a lot of Luka's answers surprised me, but this one did. And so we'll get into that and why I think the Mavericks learned a lot from their playoff run and what it takes to become a champion. Then... Reggie Bullock gave us an answer about defense. Last year, he gave us an answer about defense that I thought was really fascinating. This year, he gave us an answer about defense that fascinated me as well. And so we'll talk about that. And then last, what makes a veteran team? What makes a veteran NBA player? Because I think that there's a case for this Mavericks team to all of a sudden, like a year later, become like a veteran team. Even though we didn't consider them one, they're not, they weren't really a young team. They weren't really a veteran team. And now I think you can make the case they're a veteran team in the NBA and that that veteran leadership is going to help them win uh, in, in this season more than some of these other teams that just got put together this past off season. So let's start with Luka Doncic. As we, as we always do here on locked on Mavs, we are five days a week, Dallas Mavericks podcast, YouTube everywhere. Guys, thanks for hanging out with us. So Luka Doncic, we asked him, we ask him every year. Everybody asks him all the time. What would make a successful season for the Dallas Mavericks? And I remember last year when we asked him, it was like NBA championship. We got to make the finals. I got to be an NBA champion. That's my goal all the time. That's what that's what it would be a successful season. And that was coming off of a seven-game loss to the Clippers in round one, where the year before that, they had lost in six games. This was where, you know, the Mavericks are going into the season. They hadn't made a ton of changes. They had Chris Alps Porzingis still. Jalen Brunson hadn't really made his leap yet. Rick Car- uh, Jason Kidd was his first year coaching. And so we we're like, okay, well, that's that's the that's the goal then. That makes sense. Every player should say that. Every player on every team, even the Spurs, even if Greg Popovich doesn't believe it, those Spurs players should be saying, all right, our goal is to win the championship. So then, I, then the Mavericks go through their season last year where they get close. I mean, they're the last four teams standing. That was a couple players, Reggie Bullock, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, a couple players, Spencer Dinwiddie, all said, Man, like we were really close. It didn't hit me until a while after the playoffs how close we were. We were the last four teams. There's only four teams left in the NBA, and we were one of them. It kind of hit them after the season, like after they went through all that and the whole run and all that. And so we asked them the same question, and Luca's answer kind of stuck out to me. 
All right, Luca. This season, what makes this season a successful season? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think we got to start slow. You know, everybody's talking about what's the goal, but we just got to go step by step. First preseason, then the start. We just got to be better than last year, so we got to go step by step. Okay, so this is where I come in, and I'm about to ask a question here. <laughs> this is weird, like looking at myself, ask a question on YouTube. But Luca says, you know what? We got to start slow. We got to just start with the start of the season and all that. Now, there's a couple reasons why he gave this answer, so maybe it's not as groundbreaking of an answer as as maybe we think. But he just came off of Eurobasket. Maybe he's just coming in. He had just he literally just come into town like two days before media day when we when we did this interview with him. And so maybe he's like, all right, let's just start slow. I don't want to answer this all now. But I think what I think I took from it was let's just start the season. Let's just start and and work our way from there because we saw the work it took. We saw the work it took to do what what we almost did last year to get from where we were at the start of the season and to get to where we ended up being one of the last four teams remaining. And so that's why I kind of followed up with this. Did the playoff run last year change your opinion on that? Because I remember last year we talked about it and you said NBA championship every year. It's you know we got to win the title. Yeah, I mean it's the same goal every year. You know that's that's the ultimate goal. I want we want to achieve. Yeah. So then, of course, Luca answers answers in his Luca fashion, like short, like yeah, sure, of course, you know, of course, of course, for sure, of course, you want, of course, you want to win an NBA champion. But I'm going to take his first answer because I think they learned how hard it is. I think they learned how dang hard it is to win an NBA championship and to get there. And I saw it in Luca as he was playing when we were there in in uh, San Francisco watching Game One and Game Two when Isaac and I went, and then we saw in you know Game Three and Four back in. Uh, back in Dallas, like you just saw a certain moment where he goes, oh, this team is different. This team is another level. Like we took the Suns down and that was a great achievement and we did great doing that. But this Warriors team, they were on another level. They were hitting on all cylinders. They were the champions. No one was going to beat them because of how well they were playing and how well everyone was was coming together and hitting on all cylinders at just the right time. And sometimes it happens for championship teams like that. And then when that happens, you kind of just like, Throw your hands up and say, all right, well, what else were we supposed to do? It was kind of a team of destiny thing. Everybody was was cooking on all cylinders. Not everybody expected Andrew Wiggins to just turn into what he did in the playoffs as he hadn't been pretty much all season. Klay Thompson came back and contributed. Jordan Poole, you expect Steph Curry to be Steph Curry. You expect Draymond Green to be Draymond Green. But the contributions they were getting from the other guys, it was like, all right, well, at that point, what do you do? Right, it's like Maxi hitting eight threes against the Jazz. The Jazz just throw their hands up and say, "This team's just better than us." What do you do at this point? They're hitting on all cylinders, and so I think Luca saw that, and I think he learned from that. Um, Dorian gave us the same kind of answer. Dorian Vinny Smith, when we interviewed him on Media Day, said, "You know, winning a championship is our goal. That would make a successful season for sure." But, and he followed it up, even getting back to the Western Conference Finals is an accomplishment itself. We were that close last year. So he even kind of backed it up. Not just saying, championship, that's it. That's what would make a successful season. Nothing else would matter. He said, you know what? Even getting back to where we were, like, look at what we just did. I just went and played 40 minutes a game in the playoffs all through that playoff run. And to make it to just where we were and to get beat by that team the way that they did. I think he learned. Uh, then there was Then there was guys like Dinwiddie that said, you got to get further than last year. That would make a successful season. Christian Wood said the same thing. You got to get further than last year, so we expect to make the finals. Um, Nico Harrison 
kind of had a same answer. The Mavs GM came in and we asked him what would make a successful season. And he did his little GM thing where he, you know, batted around the question, of course. But then he said, you know, it's too early. This is a new team. I don't think you could put a cap on it yet. So everybody's kind of pushing back on the, all right, what would make a successful season? Look at what we just did. We know how hard it is now. We know how difficult it is. But with this experience, I think, comes some more knowledge and comes some more veteran leadership with this team. This team has some experience now. And I think that this kind of new mentality can really help the Dallas Mavericks start the season and especially help where they were so successful last year on defense. And that's where Reggie Bullock comes in. So coming up, let's hear from Reggie Bullock and then let's get into why their defense could be one of the main reasons why they're just as good as they were last year, maybe even better, and get to a point where we're talking about this team uh, potentially winning a title. So let's talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. Go check out the odds and lines inside and outside of sports. There's all kinds of stuff on Bet Online. Hopefully, you took the Bengals in Thursday Night Football. I just finished watching that. It was great from Joe Burrow. Hopefully, Tua is. Coming back healthy, and uh, man, I would stay away from the, the Dolphins, I think, for a little bit, and uh, just hope that he's better. You can check out all kinds of other stuff. They have playoff specials already for the NBA. Uh, to make the NBA playoffs, let's go Dallas Mavericks. Minus 600 is yes, plus 400 is no, so that's good. They're still like a real favorite to make to make the playoffs, which is good. Um, the Warriors are minus 2,500 to make the playoffs. So that one, that shows you maybe the difference between what the what Vegas thinks and what Bet Online thinks that the Warriors are and the Mavericks are right now. Um, the Nuggets are about the same as the Mavericks, minus 650. The Clippers are minus 2,200. So they're right up there with the Warriors as far as sure things to make the playoffs. Lakers are minus 240. That's so low for a team with LeBron and Anthony Davis, especially for um, odds like this. The Timberwolves are minus 300, so their odds are not uh, better than the, the Mavericks or Nuggets either. Pelicans are minus 160. That's even lower. And then the Suns are minus 2,000. So they still even have a, a big leg up, according to Bet Online. So you can check that out. It's fun to look at and uh, see all those lines and odds. Check it out. It's Bet Online. It's where the game starts. All right, Isaac, we're continuing to talk about this Dallas Mavericks team, and I think they learned something over their big, long playoff run that they took that was awesome. We enjoyed it every minute of it. You can go back and watch some of our episodes on YouTube if you want. Uh, I put them all in playlists, so go check out the playlist. I put the post games for every single round, so if you want to go back and like watch our post games as we react through the playoffs, that was fun. And then, of course, our player previews, our, our player interviews are all there. Uh, from last year and from this this year, from Media Day. We were honored to be able to go to Media Day and talk to players, so go check it out on, on YouTube on our playlist. This Mavericks team learned something in their playoff run. Luka kind of pulled back on the championship thing. Dorian kind of pulled back on it. Nico kind of pulled back on it. Maybe to, to temper expectations for this team, for the fans, but I think they did learn just the way that they were answering these questions. And somebody that really stuck out to me was Reggie Bullock's answer. And the year before... <laughs> So not not this year, but the year before, we asked Reggie Bullock. It was his first year on the team. He hadn't played for the Mavericks yet. He was the big free agent addition that the Mavericks made. Jason Kidd was a first-year coach for the Mavericks, and he was a big wild card for sure because of what he had done in Milwaukee and Brooklyn. And he said, top 10 defense. That's the goal for this team to be a top 10 defense. And that seemed like an insurmountable goal because they were 22 
in the 20s, 25 at times, in the two years prior to that with Porzingis, with Luca, with Tim Hardaway Jr., with Brunson still kind of learning, with you know the team that they had. And so it didn't look like defense was going to be the thing that this team was going to pride themselves on. Here comes Jason Kidd, Reggie Bullock, Dorian to step up, Maxi to step up. And this team really did become a really good defensive team. And this is Reggie Bullock talking about what their goal is for this season. All right, right into it. Last year we sat in this room and we asked you, what would make a successful season? You said last year, top 10 defense. What's the answer this year? Continue to stay top five defense. Um, last year we set goals for ourselves at the beginning of the season on what we wanted to do. Uh, like leading up to about December, we was kind of struggling a little bit, but we got back to our basics of our ultimate goals at the end of the season, and that was. So he said top five defense this year. He's up in the ante. He's saying, all right, last year the goal was a top 10 defense. This year it's a top five defense. And he didn't just say to be a top five defense. He said to continue to be one because this team, after January 1st, according to Cleaning the Glass, they were sixth. They were really close to top five. I think NBA.com would say that they were top five. Uh, they NBA.com and Cleaning the Glass um, measure defense just a little bit differently with a couple of possessions here and there. Uh, cleaning the glass takes out garbage time. They take out heaves, like half-court heaves at the end of a shot clock or whatever. But top, they were sixth, so they were top five and really, and really dang close to top five on cleaning the glass. So to continue to be, after January 1st, this team really turned it on. And Bullock is talking about here how they made that big change. So, you know, finishing in the top 10 on defense. And if we did that, it would have took us far, and we achieved that goal. So this year... Got to set a new goal and be top five. Last year you said top ten, and I kind of like laughed because it didn't seem like it was an achievable goal. What mm. made you think that Idiot. this team was capable of that? <laughs> and now what do you see from this team that could be top five? Um, I mean, just from last year, um, even before I even got here, uh, you know, the team, you know, they had great success uh, offensively and, you know, had spurts on it defensively too. But, um, you know, adding another defender to the team like myself and, you know, with Doe out there, you know, just trying to push the pace and, you know, just trying to help cover and, and be locked in on the defensive end. Both of us is defensive players, so we lead uh, the team in those areas. And, you know, we just had to come bring it every night, and we did it um, to the best of our ability. The key for their run that they, that they made de- defensively was the identity they found with Dorian and Reggie Bullock, the so-called bang, the self-proclaimed bang bros, according to Dorian Finney-Smith. The Bang Bros becoming those those guys. They were him. They were them. What? So you call somebody if they're him, they're him. If it's two, then are they them? But then they could be them. The pronouns. <laughs> figure, figure. Somebody figured that out and put it in the YouTube comments. What do you call a pair? Uh, they're the duo. They're them. <laughs> they're him together. Their identity was set on those two guys, setting the tone, taking out some of the best players on the other team. And just making it easier for everybody else to defend in a team setting and handling their business in front of them. Because defense in today's NBA is there's so many picks, there's so many screens, there's so many screen and rolls, there's so much where you don't just have Kobe versus T-Mac anymore, where they're guarding each other back and forth. You don't have Luka versus LeBron necessarily, where they're guarding each other on every single possession. You just don't have that. You have... Luca starts, and if they're playing the Suns, Mikael Bridges is on him. It's not Luca versus Booker. Luca maybe will guard Booker every once in a while, but it's because the switches happen or because different things. Like there's so many moving parts. But Dorian and Reggie Bullock, in the way that they could switch, 
in the way that they could handle their own and fight through those screens, fight through those picks, the way that they could handle their own on defense, changed the way this team could play. And their defensive intensity really made it step up. And so now how could this team take the step forward to be top five, to be top five for the whole season? Well, there's a couple things that they added. Now, the, Ma- the Mavericks started with Dwight Powell for the in- basically the, the entire season through the playoffs. He was kind of like a spot starter. It was kind of, it was a little strange how he ended up his what his role ended up being. But he started 71 games and he started all 18 games in the playoffs. That player now becomes JaVale McGee. That's just a that's just an upgrade because of the shot blocker that JaVale McGee can be. Just just solely because of JaVale McGee's length. Just because he's taller, has longer arms, and is a better shot blocker, that just becomes a better player. That that in- increases the Mavericks defense. You add him, and you still have Dwight. Dwight is a fine def- like position, like team defender in certain situations in the regular season. In the playoffs, he gets exposed, and it happens to a lot of players, but it's it was tough for him to play. But in the regular season, you still have him as a depth piece at center. So that's that's good. That's positive. You didn't lose anything there. You only gained at the center position. That also gives more time for Maxi to be on the, the to be in the positions that he needs to be in to defend in space to you know to, to defend some of the movable fours and defend you know down a little bit and maybe up a little bit but not as many of the big bigs that he had to defend at times last year when it was just him as the only real uh, big man defender on the team. So adding Javale McGee is huge for this Mavericks defense. Plus, we mentioned this several times. He was the starting center on the Lakers team in 2020 for every single game in the regular season, every single game in the playoffs when they went and went and won the title in 2020. Jason Kidd was on that coaching staff. He took a ton of Frank Vogel's defensive principles. Frank Vogel has been at training camp the first couple of days for the Mavericks, just observing. And the Mavericks are starting JaVale McGee in part because he knows those defensive principles. Then you have Christian Wood. He's not a great defender. That's the thing that they're going to have to work on him, work with him the most on. But take take this. Is he better? Is he a better option shot blocker wise and rebounding wise than Dwight and Davis Bertans? Because that's who he's replacing. (laughs) He's replacing those guys in the big man rotation. And he's definitely a better shot blocker, a better rebounder for sure. Both those guys, JaVale and Christian Wood, bring rebounding that this team did not have. This team could... How many possessions did you see last year where you're just thinking, get a rebound, get a rebound, like just get a rebound. And the, this possession is over and your defensive, you know, your, def- your defensive play is over. You, you've succeeded on the defensive end. Christian Wood and JaVale McGee are going to allow the Mavericks to end possessions a lot more than what they have, than what they have in the past because of their ability to rebound. So Christian Wood, if, if the Mavericks can mold him into being a good team defender, then that's a huge plus for the Mavericks. I'm not banking on that right now. I know Isaac's not banking on that right now at the start of the season, but that's the goal. And if you can do that, that's a huge asset for your team because he's got he's got good size. He's got good length. He's got really good quickness with his feet. He should be able to defend in space. Jackson Gatlin from Lockdown Rockets, when he came on right after the trade, said that's the one thing Christian Wood's pretty good at is defending in space. So if he can do that, then you're adding something to this team that they didn't have before with Davis and with Dwight Powell. Then... So you lose Brunson. You're adding Tim Hardaway Jr. for it. Brunson was a smaller. He's you know he's six foot one. He's stout though. He he's he's pretty good to you know positionally. He was the smallest guy in the lineup. You replace him with Dinwiddie in the lineup, so you get a little bit bigger there. So that's good. But you're replacing the minutes of Brunson with the minutes of Tim Hardaway Jr. 
maybe a wash, but at least you add some size there. So at least you add some more size at that position in those minute in those guard minutes that, that Brunson had. So and then the culture is already set. So how do they get to a top five defense? The culture is already set. They already know what their identity is. They did not at the beginning of last season. Start of the season 16 and 18. The Mavericks did not know what their identity was at all. And they made the Porzingis trade and they figured it out real quick. Real quick. Before the Porzingis trade, they were figuring it out a little bit. And then as soon as they made that trade, they knew exactly what it was. And so how do they get back to a top five defense? JaVale McGee is a huge addition because of his shot blocking, because of his rebounding. Christian Woods rebounding, potential shot blocking, potential to guard in space, and then how the Mavericks you know, coaching staff could mold him a little bit. The rebounding that both of those guys bring are going to be incredible. And then the identity and the culture are already set from day one. That's how they get from you know, flirting with a top five defense to a definite top five defense for the Dallas Mavericks. And that's how they continue to, to get better. And this is something that they learned in you know, in the playoff run is that you have to be intentional. You have to play defense and it's hard. It's hard to play defense like that, which is why I think Luca and Dorian and them were kind of pulling back from the, we got to win a championship this year or else the season's a failure and all that. Coming up, what did they, what else did they learn from that playoff run? Did the Mavericks just grow up right before our eyes? I think they did. And I'll tell you what that means coming up. All right, Isaac, let's keep talking about this Dallas Mavericks team. I'm ready to watch the Dallas Mavericks. Fan Jam is on Saturday. I think it's 11 a.m. Central Time at the AAC. It's free. It's a fan event that's fun. I saw that there's Texas State Fair is doing a a Mavericks museum exhibit type thing, and a couple Mavericks legends are going to be out there. I saw that Ray Felton is going to be there. Charlie V. Derek Harper at this juncture is going to be there. Rolando Blackman's going to be there. There's just like a bunch of couple days, so go check out. I think it Mavs.com has that info, but that seems cool. It's just like feels like Mavericks basketball is coming back, which is super exciting. Did the Mavericks grow up right before our eyes? So in listening to some of these, you know, some of these answers at Media Day, the, you know, hedging about the championship, the, you know, all right, what's our goal this year? Two of them really stood out to me. Two of them really stood out to me. And this is why I think the Mavericks grew up right before our eyes. Theo Pinson was, or uh, yeah, JaVale McGee. He's won a couple titles. He's won a couple titles in his career. And he comes in and we ask him, what's a, what's a successful season? <laughs> JaVale won three titles in 2017, 2018, and 2020 with the Warriors twice and the Lakers. We, he said, we said, what's a successful season for the Mavericks? He said, win an NBA championship. That was it, just straight up. That's what success to him. New player on bringing in on this team. His team lost in Game Seven to the Mavericks last year. Now he's on this team. He's starting. He's he's all he was all business with us. He's at winning a championship right away. Jaden Hardy comes in rookie, just played in the G League Ignite, no playoff experience. You know, brand new to the NBA. Like the definition of wide eyed and bushy tailed. Like just. So happy to be there. It was a joy to talk to him. We said, what's the successful season for the Mavericks? And he said, a winning season. It starts with us getting wins. And you see the different perspectives. You see the different sides of it of, hey, I'm just here to like, let's just start the season. Let's just, let's just play. Let's start playing games to JaVale, who said winning a championship. That's what's successful to him. JaVale is in his 15th year in the NBA. Hardy's in number year number one. 
So that's the two ends of the spectrum for the Mavericks. But with JaVale in his 15th year, the Mavericks have a real veteran. Like a real, real long-time veteran that they haven't had before. And then you start to look at the rest of the roster and you say, well, they have Lucos in year five now. Like, when do you become a veteran? Like, I think Luka's a veteran in the NBA at this point. He's played four full years. He's been in three first-team All-NBAs. Like, at what point are you a veteran? I think Luka's there. Maxi is in year six. Dorian and Christian Wood are in year seven. Dinwiddie and Dwight Powell are in year nine. Bullock and Tim Hardaway Jr. are in year 10. And then JaVale in year 15. All of a sudden, this Mavericks team just grew up right in front of our eyes. They didn't seem like a, you know, a veteran team in the past. I think they are now. And one of the things I think that that adds to that is the amount of playoff games they just played. That the amount of playoff games the Mavericks just played in that run, they went from most of their core went from 13 career playoff games in the two series against the Clippers, so 6 games and 7 games. They went from 13 playoff games to 31 career playoff games. How many players would you think have played in 31 career playoff games in the NBA that are active right now. There's 450 active NBA players. How many do you think have played 31 career playoff games out of 451? Pencils down. 110. That that may seem like a lot. I don't think it is. Only a fourth of the NBA, less than a fourth of the NBA, and I took out a bunch of players that Stathead said were active, but are not like Rondo and you know guys like that. 110 players have only, have played more than 31 playoff games in their career. Right now, the Mavericks of are, are all of a sudden this this tested team that has played in a ton of playoff games. They've played in two really tough Clippers series. They beat the Jazz without Luca for a couple games, and then beat them through the rest of the series. They beat the Suns in Game Seven, that crazy Game Seven where they just came out and took the took immediate look at Luca and said, all right, we got this. They took cues from him and said, we've got this. Then they go on and face the Warriors in the, in the, you know, the playoff run. Like how many, how many play active, how many of those active players have played the Warriors now? It's an experience the Mavericks have that they now carry on to this season. So all of a sudden this team, you look at the difference between Hardy's answer and JaVale McGee's answer about, you know, what would be a successful season. This team is a veteran, this team is a veteran team. They've got guys in year seven, year nine, year 10, year 15. They've been around the block. They've played in playoff games. They've got a lot of playoff experience now all of a sudden. And then Theo Pinson's answer. We love Theo Pinson. He's been a guest on the podcast a couple times now. We talked to him at the at the Western Conference Finals when we went to Golden State. And then we talked to him at Media Day. And we asked him, what would be a successful season? And he said, getting to the finals. Got to get farther than you were last year. Then he continued and said, we have the right pieces. I thoroughly believe we have the right pieces. This That's maybe going to be the Brunson quote that we keep bringing up over and over. I thoroughly believe we have the right pieces to win. That quote, that quote actually may be the one that we use as the bit that keeps coming back up. He thinks they have the right pieces to make it. And I think them being a veteran team now, he talked about having the right pieces and having players in a certain year of their career where they're about, they're ready to be serious, right? They're ready to be serious about their career. Jaden Hardy, you ask him, no fault to no fault to Jaden, but he said winning a winning season that would be a successful season for me. He's like, all right, I'm just starting, guys. Here we go. And then you look at Luca and Dorian. Measured answers. They know what it takes to win. Now you ask Dinwiddie, 
He's in year nine. He's like, we got to get farther. I'm, I'm ready to win in my career. Christian Woods, like, I'm ready to be on a winning team. I'm in year seven. Like, I'm not just like a first, second year player in the NBA. I want to win now. You ask JaVale McGee, he's in year 15. He's like, I've been there before. We don't win a championship. It's not a successful season to me. Reggie Bullock, we got to be a top five defense. We got to get farther than we did last year. So you start looking at these guys, and I think Pinson's right. They have players that are ready to win right now. Now, whether they have enough talent to do it, that's another question. But they have the pieces that are ready to attack this season. They have the experience now. They have the potential to be a really good defense that'll help them to win some of these games and some of these playoff series are going to have to win. And I'm excited to see what this Mavericks team has to do. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen today. Now go make your second listen. Lockdown Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd, the GOAT, has you covered for everything. If you're playing fantasy basketball and you're not listening to Josh Lloyd, you're messing up. You're messing up what you're doing. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. We will be back on Monday with more breaking down the Dallas Mavericks. And, oh, preseason games are coming next week. Thanks, guys. Peace out. Boom! Boom!